Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Ramblin' Time. This year, Ramblecast is episode, I believe this is the 16th Rambling. The sixth on the 16th Rambled. Oh, they rambled. Brad Shoemaker, uh, you ready to, to get uh, put your rambling shoes on? I would prefer to prattle, please. Okay, well, that's take save it for the prattle cast, okay? Mm. Alex Navarro, how are you feeling about rambles? All I know is that I don't need no government license to tell me I can ramble. I'm 16. We can we can ramble all, all I want. I don't need to take no damn tests. Uh, 16 and ready to ramble. That's yes. right. The right to drive comes from God. Yes. Old enough to old enough to to, to ramble. Old enough to ramble. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Put it on my bumper sticker. Wow, bold statement. Don't like rambling. Work. Don't eat. Alex, uh, you you went out you went out into the wild into the ramble wild. <laughs> my God, wild. yes. Uh, well, what's what are people rambling about out there? Uh, they're rambling not be about wrestling. all elite wrestling, baby. Okay, that's what I thought. They're still they're yeah. still rambling about wrestling. They are. <laughs> well, wrestling's good again is the reason. Like, there's actually good wrestling out there I'm, in the United States. I don't know how to live in this world where people like wrestling again. Like, I don't have a, a horse in this race. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't really care one way or the other, but it's just something feels weird about the fact that people are positive about wrestling again. I've just gotten so used to people just hating wrestling all the time constantly. Brad, I, an actual wrestling fan, am also not used to this at all. It feels weird and alien to actually feel positive about a major mainstream product in that medium these days. It's, okay, so we when we went on vacation. The kids went on this like uh, uh what do they call like a banana boat style thing, right? Where you fall mm-hmm. off the boat and you you guys fall in the lake. Whoa! And then wait, you're supposed to fall off the boat? Ah, uh, you're not. So, I don't know if you're supposed to fall off the boat, but they kind of like do. But everyone does. Yeah, they they all jump off at the end because you guys swim back to shore. Anyway, they really enjoyed it. And the driver of the boat was very nice. And he was like, you know, trying to relate to the kids of all ages that were there and did a you you can't see me thing with the, oh, the hand. Cena. Yeah. And my kids had no clue what he was talking about. And I, I'm watching this exchange as it goes back and forth. And he's doing a like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what did the whatever did some joke. And he's like, you can't see you. I'm not even here. You can't see me. My kids are just mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't really get what you're doing right now. And he's like, John, John Cena. And he's like, and they're like, no, I got nothing. And the, so the woman next to him was like, this isn't your audience, man. Yeah. <laughs> just move on. Is, am I a bad parent? No, I look, I, there's much of, there's a lot of raging debate in the parenting community about how old a kid should be before you talk to them about John Cena. And what is the, what is the consensus? What is the, what are never, (laughs) yeah, never, ever talk to them about John Cena because that's, that's the gateway drug to your children wearing cargo shorts and no one wants that. Uh, Wait, what? Well, the John Cena cargo shorts. Well, and yeah, it's cap, a right? jean shorts sometimes, but like he also is known to wear the occasional like olive green cargo shorts. <laughs> okay, as well. sure. I bet you know he's probably got stuff to put in the pockets. Yeah, yeah, money. His, his acting career, a pocket knife, his, his old gold chain that he no longer wears. That's he, right. Perhaps a, perhaps a multi tool. The rest of his jaw. Yeah. Uh, so, are my kids? Am I? I was thinking as I was watching this, I was like, you know. That's a little bit of an older reference too. Like, is John Cena for a, a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's just not where it's at. Maybe that guy is off base on that. They're more likely to have seen him, I think, in a movie at this point than anything else. That's right. When we watched that uh, uh, the DC movie, the um, oh, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> we watched the Suicide Squad together as a family. Uh, they were like, oh yes, the 
Yes, the the peacemaker. Yes, of course. Okay, John Cena. maybe not that one. Maybe not <laughs> F nine. But he's definitely been in some dumb family kids movies. I as bet. Well. I bet he has had. Uh, my wife and I uh, were were talking about uh, dumb ideas for for shows or podcasts we could do for Next Lander, and the one I pitched to her, and I did not pitch to you guys yet. So here's the live pitch. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Only movie podcast. Only movies. The the only criteria is movie needs to have a poster with red text on a white background. That's it. <sighs> So you're only allowed to watch movies that have red text promoted. The movie poster is red text on a white background. And you immediately know what kind of movie that is. I do. It's yeah. either a very ribald comedy or yeah. the most saccharine family bullshit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, like I'm trying to like the first thing that comes to mind. Hang on. I'm just going to type American Pie. Yes, okay. that was one of the one that immediately okay. sprung to mind. The Into other one Google. that for some reason yep. sprung to mind was Bowfinger. I don't know why, but I, I bet Eddie Murphy's had a bunch. I bet like uh, like a Doctor Doolittle is red text yeah. on the white background. But I think Bowfinger counts. It's got it's kind of like a, a black to red fade on the text, but okay. it's, it's largely red. Yeah, that uh, works. Uh, the the red bold text on a white background immediately screams to me: This is a moneymaker for somebody's career. This yes. is a movie you did so you can make other movies. And this is a movie you did to pay off a car. This is a movie you like Adam Sandler probably has seven of these. Like it, uh, 70 of them. It is one of two things. It is large man takes care of family, wacky hijinks, or <laughs> yeah. just the most sex jokes you've ever had thrown at you in one, one I, 90 minutes. There's sitting. a couple of offshoots. You also have the. Uh, oh boy, uh, normal family has really weird in-laws or parents, and now they mm. have to get together for a holiday thing. Possibly right? one named Thawker. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Uh, yeah, so um, I, it, you can combine that. The, the other thing I had was you combine that with a timer that is time to groin hit. Time, like time to somebody gets hit in the groin with something, because I feel like those movies basically have to have one at yeah. that point. I think both those movies have that. Like that's the thing. That's where the genres yeah. converge is in the groin shot. The groin shot. Yes. Uh, so yeah, start compiling the list. Only movies with a uh, white background, red text in the promotion. Well, I you won't have Adam Sandler to kick around for much longer. Is he retiring? No, I think he might. I, hmm, it might be a little premature to say this, but I almost feel like he's on the verge of pulling like a Matthew McConaughey. Oh yeah, sure. After, yeah. After after uncut gems, like he's doing a science fiction drama next. I, I thought that I thought that like, turn would have happened after Punch Drunk Love, but like it took a took a little it took a couple. He's, of he's tried it a few different times. There was another one he did that was kind of like a a weird drama where he was like this kind of shut in character who like someone was trying to get back out into the world. But I don't think that was very good. I like Punch Drunk Love. I liked Uncut Gems a lot. I think when he wants to. He can totally be an effective actor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Maybe he's just dabbling. I don't know. I don't know if this is a full-on yeah. turn. But like, also, have you ever like looked at the way he does things with the comedies he does for, like, the Netflixes of the world, where he hires all of his friends in? Oh yeah. Like high-level like producer roles, so that everybody he knows can just get like he demands <laughs> like insane budgets. And then is just paying all of his friends like $10 million a piece or whatever it is. Oh, it's one of the greatest scams I've ever seen in Hollywood. And the thing is, everyone knows it and they don't care because his movies somehow just keep making hundreds of millions right. of dollars no like matter what they are. Like that's just the cost of doing business with Adam Sandler. That's yeah. great. That's great. Everybody gets a production credit. Uh, that's fantastic. 72 executive producers on this movie. Uh, yep. That's fantastic. Every one of them went to high school with him. Alex, all right, sorry, yes. let's circle back around. Oh, right, yes, wrestling. How did you engage with wrestling? 
Uh, so, Evil Uno, friend of the former site, friend of the pod, uh, current AEW wrestler, uh, reached out a while ago. Former site. Uh-huh. Yes. And formerly, you know, we had him on the, the guest list, a giant bomb. Yes, yes. Yes. Our uh, former anyway. place of employment, let's former say. Former place of employment, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, he reached out a while ago and was like, hey, you know, we're doing a show in New York. Do you want to come check it out? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. So, uh, me and the lead singer from my band, who is one of the only uh, actual real live in the flesh wrestling fans that I have the opportunity to talk to <laughs> these days. Uh, we went out to the show. It was at Arthur Ashe Stadium in Queens, mm. uh, the tennis stadium. Which I don't know that they have ever really done wrestling shows there before. It's a pretty good sized place. It's like eighteen thousand people, I think. Um, and this was for a dual taping of last week's Wednesday and Friday shows, which were very big. Like they Daniel Bryan's first match in AEW, okay. now known as Brian Danielson. Uh, CM Punk's first t- TV match in like seven years. Okay. Uh, you know they they did a whole bunch of stuff. How yes? How how old is oh? Well, I'm sorry, let's start with I'm, I'm going to point at Brad now first. Yeah, I want to yeah. hear his Got a problem of etiquette here because I just started talking, but Vinny raised his hand at the same well, time. Well, let's let's start with Brad. How? Well, I could have also just Googled this myself, but I was going to ask how old is CM Punk at this point? Is sh- should he be wrestling? Ah, he's, you know what? He's he's exactly my age, so I'm going to say, of course, he's able to still wrestle. Oh yeah, like him and Brian are pretty similar age, and the thing is, if you take good care of yourself and you don't have a million injuries, there are people who wrestle into their goddamn sixties. Yeah, they like, should or not, that's a different question. But wasn't wasn't Ric Flair like the worst about that slash best? Yeah, he's the worst at a number of things, but also <laughs> yes, he he stuck around for. He doesn't wrestle anymore, but he he was showing up on TV for a while there. But like I mean, in Japan, there are plenty of like just beloved figures that have wrestled for decades past, probably when they should, but they, they've kept up because they take good care of their bodies. So, you know, like there was a guy named Genichiro Tenru who was like one of the great old tough bastards of wrestling. And I think he retired at like 65 or something, oh 66. So. Gosh, I, I get hurt thinking about wrestling. I know some people, it's just in their blood. They can't, they can't stop, you know, so. and ho- hopefully it's because they don't want to and not just because they financially can. <laughs> hopefully it's the only thing in their blood. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, question. Uh, no, yes. Uh, let me see. Uh, Mr. Caravella. Did, I just, sorry. I just want to clarify for those mm-hmm. listening. Um, uh, did you, did you say there was a, um, Daniel Bryan, who then became Brian. Danielson? His real name is Brian Danielson. That's what he used to go when he was an indie wrestler before WWE signed him. And then when he signed, he just became Daniel Bryan. Yes, that is the WWE way. <laughs> they can never let you keep your name but, because they want to own it in perpetuity. Okay, but he just they just reversed it? Yes. Okay. That's it. That was my only question. All has, right. Has, this, has there has there ever been a case of them doing anything with somebody's name after they left? It's not like they can just recast another wrestler, right? Well, <laughs> now that you mention it, they don't do this very often, but there have been a couple of cases where they did. There was a character named Doink the Clown <clears throat> that had like three or four different people play Doink over okay. the years, I think. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, if there's enough of a costume involved that you yes. can kind of hide the identity of the person, I could see it. Yeah, they they don't do it very often. It's usually with not major characters, but, but I suspect it's more that they sell the merchandise with the character's name on they it. They sell right? the merchandise and they want first ride refusal. Like if they want to go relicense, you know, for the uh, video games or whatever, they want to be like, Hey, we own this brand. We just need you to sign off so we can make money continually on your name. Like we we can put this character in the video game because yeah. we own the character. Well, they, they still not, need the likeness rights. Yeah, they probably don't have the likeness rights, just the name, right? 
But but the thing is, they also with a lot of older wrestlers. Sorry, this is going on a tangent, but yeah, with yeah. a lot of older wrestlers, they sign legends contracts, uh, which for the as long as that contract is active, they basically have rights to put them in whatever merchandising things I, they want. And but they are being paid for it, is the thing. Okay. Okay. And I don't I don't know the terms of that deal in great specificity. <laughs> I just know that that's a thing they do a lot. So how was the event? The event was fantastic. So we were kind of on the the side of the ring facing the stage where everyone comes out so we could watch the entrances kind of coming, you know, like right at us. Mm -hmm. And we were just like a little bit up from the floor. So it was like really good view. And the show was just a delight. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we get there, uh, my lead singer kind of half joking and was like, hey, is Big Show on the card? And then Big Show came out for a dark match because he's with AEW now. What's under a, his what real does name. that mean? What is a dark? You match know the Big mean? Show, the no, seven foot monster. Yes, I get it, the Big Show. It's called What's a dark, dark match because he blots out the sun. There's that. <laughs> so it, dark matches traditionally are the one are like warm up matches uh, before the actual tapings begin. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not recorded. It's not well. It is show? recording. So AEW has taken the tack of putting those matches up on their YouTube channel. Ah, gotcha. Okay. All right. So yeah. it doesn't fit into the half hour, hour, whatever show it is, but they no okay. like door, like everyone, like the show started at seven. They ran like three matches, had a brief intermission. Then the actual taping started. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Big shows with AEW. He is, but he's still big show. No, he's under his real name. Paul white now. Oh, okay. Okay. I was gonna say, so I'm going to say, show. Oh, sorry. Big, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Big show was his WWE name. Right? That was his big WWE name before that. He was, he the, was the giant, giant. in WCW. Right. And then when okay. they signed him, he started out as Paul white and then they just started calling him big show. Okay. And he's the one who's way into destiny, right? Yes. And vaping. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Two great tastes that go great together. Yeah. So, uh, so, so he, so I'm suspecting from what you're saying here that, mm-hmm. uh, AEW does not do a, uh, we own your name since everybody's no, using their real name. So one of the key differences, and I, I, I promise I won't take the entire podcast talking about this stuff, but one of the main things they do is that um, they don't, well, yeah, they, they let people use their existing names or come up with new ones if they want to. Like there was a, they just signed this woman, uh, she used to go by Ruby Wright in WWE, but she goes by Ruby Soho now hmm. to the point where actually she went and talked to Lars from Rancid and apparently got the rights to use Ruby wow. Soho the song as her entrance. God, I haven't thought about Rancid in a very long yeah. time. <laughs> well, you should watch AEW because you'll hear that song every week now. Mm. Um, but so, yeah, like, and the other thing is they don't prevent you from going and doing other shows as long as it doesn't conflict with a taping. So there are lots of people who aren't necessarily main event wrestlers in AEW who will go and take indie dates or go work some matches huh. in Mexico or wherever, and they don't stop them from doing that. That seems like this is the way the world's going these days, you know? You kind of can't yeah. lock your people down. Well, it's it's nice though because it wings. lets them make a living and doesn't yeah. force them to be on the road five days a week if they don't want to be. Hmm. Where so. did where did CM Punk's name come from? Was he? Oh, that's a dumb story. Uh, Is that even worth getting into? Oh, it's it's a it's a quick one. So he he when he started out, he was in a tag team called the Chick Magnets, and they it was CM okay. Punk and CM some other guy, and I don't oh, remember what CM. the other guy's name was. Okay. I see. And then he just kept the initials and like he ditched that gimmick pretty quick, but like he just kept the name. So what is CM, could, what is the sorry. name now? It's just CM Punk. It's just Charles Montgomery Punk. Yes, there you go. That's his name. <laughs> um. But that was a WWE name, wasn't it? Wasn't he there? Well, so that's the thing. He's one of the rare instances where they let him keep his name. Interesting. And they also went and spent a bunch of money to get a cult of personality for his entrance theme because they never spend money on on outside music licensing. 
And so now he's in AEW. He still has the name. They paid for the, the cult of personality. So he has all the same shit he had in WWE, huh, which okay. is very rare. All right. That's... Sorry. Uh, how was the event? <laughs> oh, right. The event was great. Like okay, uh, the, great, yes. the, the Brian yes. match was against Kenny Omega. Uh, and it was like a 30 minute time limit draw. And it felt like about five minutes. Like it was super okay. fun. The whole show was about five hours and it felt wow. like an hour. Wow. Did you get yeah. food while you were there? I didn't really get up. Okay. I okay. I didn't wow. want to. I actually didn't really want to miss anything, so I just wow. kind of st- stayed in my seat. Uh, even during intermission. Yeah, there wasn't much of one because they just roll right into the next taping oh, after about okay. a f- about a ten minute break because they had to be out of there by midnight was the thing. And God, uh, is- uh, the tennis game started at midnight. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and it was like the last match was also kind of like a, a clusterfuck match. Like it was a tag team hardcore match with. Uh, John Moxley, a local guy. Well, I'm not going to call him a local guy. He's on TV all the time, but he's from New York. This guy, Eddie Kingston, versus uh, Minoru Suzuki, who is one of my favorite Japanese wrestlers. Uh, everyone affectionately refers to him as Murder Grandpa. Uh, and what this other guy, Lance Archer, who was in his stable in Japan. And they just beat each other outside by the woodshed with kendo sticks and trash cans and fucking whatever else for like 20 minutes. So they just kind of let that go until time was up and that was the end of it. Yeah. What what, it, what are what are wrestling concessions like? Are are they, are they indistinguishable from like baseball game concessions, or is there a dirt factor there? That <laughs> no, it's about it's about the same. Like when okay. I've gone to like those Summer Slams and whatever back in the past, like it was usually just whatever the concessions were there. Yeah, Though yeah. I will say, okay. Arthur Ashe seemed like they had closed most of their concession mm-hmm. stands. Were only a few open. Mm. And it was interesting. I just before I went in, uh, someone next to me was asking one of the security people. It was just like kind of a different crowd than you're used to here, huh? And the guy was like, yeah, you guys are a lot nicer. Oh, <laughs> huh. oh man. And I thought about it. I was like, yeah, tennis crowd, probably a little shitty, I would think, uh, actually. Yeah, Maybe a little know. entitled. I've never been to a tennis, a live tennis match, a professional mm-hmm. live tennis match. Did you Did you have to show proof of vaccination to get in? Because it's in New York. Yeah, they didn't. And I'm they not didn't. sure okay. if there was some sort of exception for that or not. I had my card with me just in case. I will mm. say, definitely not... Total masking. There were a lot of people who weren't, but the people around me mostly were, and okay. nobody seemed like they were being super shitty about it. Was it pretty good capacity? Like they fill up the seats? Oh yeah. I mean, it wasn't a hundred percent sellout, but it was pretty close. All right. Fun. Very fun. Very loud. Very rowdy crowd in a good way. Like it was, you know, the kind of energy you hope to capture at one of those shows. So, are you guys having to show your actual card for things? I think, if I'm not mistaken, here you can take a picture of your card and show it on your phone, which doesn't at all seem open to exploitation. <laughs> yeah, there's an app I think you can use also that you can get your vaccination info entered into, and they will accept that. I just haven't done it because I'm a lazy idiot. Uh, I have, um, I, d- I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> uh, that, that, yeah. that's, a, that's another way to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think maybe it's just, maybe, because uh, the reason I say it is because it's, um, you know, Queens is considered part of the city uh, mm. as, as part of the boroughs. I know New York State doesn't have it, but I thought the city had it. The city or, absolutely does. I, like anytime I tried to go into a restaurant in the last few weeks, it's been like, "Hey, do you have some kind of proof of vaccination?" Some okay. are a little more stringent than others, but everyone's at least checking, as far as I can tell. I don't know if this was because technically Arthur Ashe is, an, I think, an open roof stadium, but they had the roof closed, so oh, I don't know if there was something wow. around that that made it weird. Okay. But no, they, no one asked me. So, um, that's a fun way to spend uh, an evening. Yeah, it was the first wrestling show I've been to in a couple of years and probably one of the best I've ever been to. So I had a great Whoa. time. Yeah. 
And you got this I just, good friend, I, man. You got I don't like friend. it. I don't like it. I just can't. Wrestling or this, this, this you don't like that you don't like that we're this, happy and you know what I this, don't know if I like that I'm happy. No, it's I, still it's, weird. It's not that I'm against your happiness. It just mm-hmm. seems wrong. It seems like an affront to the natural order. I, I for, for wrestling to be good. I feel like I like it because it seems like it's it's what it I, from the very outside view, right? Seems like oh, there's this new organization that seems to be taking some of the lessons from the the kind of uh. uh the, the evil's done over the, the 30, 40 years of wrestling and trying to make a more positive organization. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's just what it seems like to me. No, here's a, like from what I know. And again, this is all kind of outside looking in, you know, armchair commentary. But like just from what I've gathered from talking to people and from seeing what people say, like so Tony Khan is the owner of AEW and he is the son of uh, I think his name is Shahir Khan. He's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like he's a billionaire, you know, and, and and this is his first, as far as I know, like big project on his own, not working just for the Jaguars. And Tony Khan is a gamer. Like okay. he Ooh. grew up playing like pro wrestling text editor simulators like <laughs> I did back in the day. Huh. Like he was a big like import importing copies of Fire Pro and all that shit and like, you know, making dream matches and that shit. Like he was in E-Feds and whatnot. And his whole thing is that like he's just living his childhood dream <laughs> of getting all the wrestlers he likes together and booking them how he sees fit. And look, I, they've made some missteps. There are things that AEW has done that haven't been great. But like by and large, it feels like they are fostering an environment where people can creatively thrive and not kill themselves, like working, mm. you know, uh, 300 days a year on the road. Funny how wrestling can be when it's not run by Vince McMahon. Yeah. No, I feel like it's, it's a hard thing to know. Like Vince, the immortal Vince McMahon, uh, 172 years old today. Uh, yeah, the- I mean, that's what happens when you refuse to sneeze, you know? It, just, <laughs> it, it, it keeps all that's that right. life force inside. That's, yep, that's- On- Sitting on the immortal uh, god throne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. Did, did did you say you were playing text based wrestling games? Yes, they're like what? back in the very late '90s and early 2000s, and I think it still exists. Uh, I forget what it was called exactly, but it was a basically there was an AI built in, and you could program like it was just a collection of like every wrestler ever, and it would just simulate matches for you, and you would book cards, <laughs> it would rate you on like how much crowd response you got to it, that kind of stuff. And it was, it was, you know, it's similar to like a football manager kind of thing. It's just, it was Wrestling all tycoon. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's a little more recent than I was envisioning. I thought, I thought we were talking straight up like eighties, like text adventure, like Zork style <laughs> DOS I stuff. I don't remember exactly when this one came out, but I started playing it around like 96, 97, I think. So, okay. but yeah, it was just like straight up blue screen text and it was just telling you everything that was going on. It was, it was great when you were an extremely dorky teenager. See, that's kind of awesome like i'm not gonna sit here and say like way to go billionaire for doing mm-hmm. something cool necessarily but that is at least a better use of your untold fucking wealth than, than most of them make oh yeah know? as vanity billionaire projects go i feel like this is one of the more agreeable ones i like have ever made, come across you made good wrestling that treats its wrestlers decently like that's like not the that's by Far from the worst use of billions that I've ever heard, you know? Yeah, you make a good product, you know, and you you fostered an environment where people seem like they're happy to be there. And that is just such a weird, like, it sucks so much that that is the, di- the divergence, is that suddenly someone made a place where people actually want to be, and not just a place where they can get paid well and do jack shit for fucking however long the duration of their contract is. 
Also must be, um, it must be something to go up against the WWE. I've, I've not heard. Many have tried. Yeah, right. I've, I've not heard that they are uh, easily, uh, cont- their, their, their grasp is not easily contested. No. Was, wasn't it like in the late 90s, wasn't WCW really giving them a run for their money though? Like, it, Yes. I, I, got, I got the sense for a while, like they were an actual threat, right? Which is why they probably no longer exist. Well, it was a couple of things. I mean, one, they were definitely outspending WWE for a while there. Like, they were signing a lot of old WWE talent because they their contracts were up and they just offered a bunch more. And they started offering guaranteed contracts, which was not really done at that time. Um, and they had one storyline that got everyone very excited, which was the NWO thing. And then mm-hmm. they ran it into the fucking ground and had no ideas past that, unfortunately. I see. But that is that is how they kind of got the Monday Night War thing going was just like those two aspects of it. And then it like all things like that, you know, it wasn't well run. So it all just fell apart. Um, I have a, uh, yes, a, let's please pivot away from wrestling. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Let's go. Let's talk into shipping. I've got a okay. very mundane, uh, but kind of frustrating tale of a package. Tell me your tale that I've been tracking and uh, this package does not contain anything vital. It, this mm-hmm. package contains toys. Okay. It contains, it contains a transformer, let's say. And uh, it's let's shipped, say that let's, let's just say it's because that's what it contains. And it's shipped from China mm-hmm. uh, back in the, in August mm-hmm. and I've uh, been keeping an eye on it and it's stalled. It stopped somewhere. It's somewhere. Did you maybe, check the Suez canal? <laughs> it's yeah, I was going to say it's probably so, a drift off the coast somewhere. <laughs> so it stopped an, about an hour ish away from my house uh, at a post office, and there the tracking died. And it was it was handed off from DHL to um, the United States Postal Service, and there therein, and that was um, that was about two weeks ago, and just it kind of died. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of was waiting, checking the tracking, and then eventually I called and. I tried to call. Well, first you can do a, a an online thing. I tried doing mm-hmm. that to the United States Postal Service, and it just was broken. It didn't go through. Okay. I said, okay. And then I tried calling the post office where it was. I've had family three generations working in a post office. I get it. Some maybe the thing's sitting there. It just didn't get scanned on arrival, right? A, oh, this box. Mm-hmm. The the line was disconnected, or at least kept going to like, hey, this is Verizon. This call's not going through. All right. Okay. So that, and then I was like, okay, time to time to call the big system. Let me get into the big system. That thing does not want you to talk to a human. So that wound up with me uh, after a while, just yelling, representative, representative, representative. Like, uh, to finally, it's like, oh, you want to speak to a representative? Okay. Now I have the utmost sympathies for anybody who is in that position. Anybody who's Especially answering these that days. call. I really, really do. I really do. This person must, I must have been one of the later calls mm-hmm. after some other calls because this person was not. Getting a real had it vibe off this one. That is exactly the vibe I was getting. Uh-huh. Yes. So a very, started off very nice, you know, and uh, you know, as a rule, be nice to people at the other end of a customer. Service oh yeah. Thing. That's a, they, they don't, they're dealing with a bunch of crap. Um, and so I was like, you know, hey, I don't really know what to do. DHL says they handed it off, and you, you, um, the, your site says you didn't get it. So, uh, well, you know, are you checking the site because it says we didn't get it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it says you, it says it was delivered to the you know facility, but that you didn't scan it in. It's like, yeah, that's what it says. 
Um, okay, well, I just, I really, uh, thank you, but like, I, what should I do? Should I call DHL again? Well, you call them, they're just going to say they handed it off to us. That's right. That's okay. So that's a sensible point. Um, and so then, then she could, this is the thing that made me tell the story. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I would just want to talk to Then she goes, Sir, you seem really concerned about your package. <laughs> Boy, are most of the people who call not? <laughs> you know, this isn't me being like, "Where's my package?" So yeah. I responded with, "I, you know, it's not really that big a deal. I just, I'm not sure. Should I? Ju- I can just continue to wait, sir. You seem very concerned about your package. Do you want me to file a claim?" And so at that point, I'm kind of like off guard now. I'm like, "I, I don't know. Should I? Fi- is it a? Do you want me to file a? Cl- whatever's easiest for you guys. I don't know. Like, should I file a claim?" Uh, I can file a claim for you if you're that concerned about your package. Jeez. It's like, okay, okay let's let's file a claim. <laughs> like, do you want phone number or email address? What's easiest for you guys? And like that was the end of it. Then she's mm-hmm. just like, I don't have a preference, sir. It's just like, okay, we'll okay, just call we're not going to have a conversation just, anymore. Got this, it. There is like just something Kafka esque about this conversation. It, we of, got to of the like. I don't know like, what happened. Of like, I, I I have all this institutional bureaucratic knowledge, but I'm not going to give any of it to you. <laughs> I'm just going to withhold every detail and let you steer this conversation, even though you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I I like I have no idea what's going on. That is absolutely true, but um, I don't. I just, I, all I wanted to know is like, what are the next steps, right? Like, Hey, um, you know, I contacted the person shipping and you know, th- you know, I, they're like, Oh, let's wait a while. And they just wanted to check in because again, in my, like, sometimes you call up the post office and you're like, Oh my gosh, yes, this box is here. And like, you know, um, and, and it, it's just like, it was sitting in a corner, the label got rubbed off or like, Oh, is your last name Ravella? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, no, it, something happened there. But this was just like. You like going through my mind was, oh my gosh, this is like the hundredth one of these, mm-hmm. you know, with all the shipping stuff that's happened, uh, of like, all right, well, just move on with all the shipping stuff that's happened. And we talked about this before, about just the general state of the post office in the United States these days, which is poor. It is not poor. good right now. So, so, um, so we went through that whole thing and I was like, okay, that's probably the end of it. I got a call back in like a day and a half from really? somebody who was super helpful being like, um, you know, you were the first call they had that day. Who <laughs> was like, "Hey, so this is, you know, this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, this is Joan down at the the post office. So your 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 thing came in on a, a pallet full of 190 a shipment. I got it listed here in the manifest. 198 packages that came into here. Your thing's not on it. And I was like, okay, so you, you, your package came in, but it's not. It, it, it says it came in, but it did not come in. I was like, so it's like a ghost package. That's exactly right. It's a ghost package. And you go tell that to those fuckers. And so, like, you know, that's all right. Thanks, they, Joan. Maybe lay <laughs> off the camels. I just, you know, just saying. It was, it was definitely somebody who was like, yeah, okay. And so, so you know, that's all I wanted to know was like, hey, is this thing ever going to be found? Like, let's. I'll go back to the the person and be like, I called them. It's not going to work. Uh, and and she was super nice. Anyway, so the good and the bad on the uh, dealing with humans. I generally was frustrated when I got off that phone call, but mostly felt like I had messed up, which is my general mo. Like, oh man, I, sh- I guess I shouldn't have called. <laughs> like, well, you know, I guess I other, shouldn't have done that. The other unspoken detail here is that they got 198 packages. Who ships 198 packages? There's probably 200 packages. That means you and one other person oh, are missing yeah. your package. That's maybe. Well, I don't know. My transformer is big. It could have taken up two package slots. Who knows, really? 
But uh, yeah, that it's the state of shipping, commercial goods, commerce, oh. people trying to do their job and conditions. Unless you're, I mean, unless you're ordering computer parts from Newegg, in which case they just ship that shit from New Jersey and it shows up the next day. It, it, it wasn't in a great state even before the current calamity. Yeah, that's for yeah. fair. <laughs> Last time yeah. I had something get lost in the post office after going like, visiting two different post offices and I think calling at least one more. Mm. I just finally contacted the shipper of the thing and they were like, I was just like, it never got here. And they just sent me another one. Yeah. And then so- three weeks later, the original one showed up. <gasps> wow. Really? So did you just send it back? It was, uh, no, it was like $10. It was oh, an iPhone. Okay. It was an iPhone, like vinyl skin. <laughs> Three we weeks a- later. That's a, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like sometimes stuff is like, I get it. Sometimes stuff is just like got piled under a bunch of other stuff. We had those storms on the East coast too coming through. So like, I get it. Um, but you know, this is, but you know, it's like it's also, there is a lot of human error going on. And I think in the post office, it's kind of understandable, but when it comes to the private entities, that's where I start getting real mad because like, we get UPS packages here, and they always show up, they always ring the bell, they're always, like, very useful, you know? But whoever it is that is supposed to be delivering FedEx shit here does not give a fuck. Uh, interesting. We have the exact same experience. UPS is pretty damn reliable here. FedEx, not remotely. Like, I got, uh, I mean, I've, we've definitely had multiple instances where they just didn't ring the bell, and then something got stolen, you know, from the, oh, the wow. front vestibule like, of the building do, and what do, have you. Do they just leave it out? They just because this thing they can't get past the the buzzer door, so they yeah. just leave it out, and then sometimes stuff goes missing. I thought that happened um, recently when I bought this fucking uh, rechargeable battery for an Xbox. I bought it through a Microsoft store, so they sent it, and then it just never showed up. And I was like, oh great, so this happened with FedEx again. Awesome. So I went through, and I will say, getting a replacement item from the Microsoft store, do not recommend. Not fun. Not fun <laughs> hmm. trying to convince them that, like, no, I'm not trying to bilk you out of the $20 or whatever this thing was. I just want my battery. Two weeks later, I get a, someone rings downstairs, and it's a kind of yelly, not mean, but just kind of yelly guy. He's like, hey, I got your package. And I look, and I'm like, what package? I don't have anything. It's the fucking battery. He had my address, but with two numbers reversed, and he was oh. out of town for two weeks. Oh, so it got de- it did get delivered. So did the tracking say it was delivered, or was there no? It tracking said delivered happened? and handed to someone, which it most definitely I was see. not. Um, okay, okay. But yeah, I just had apparently been sitting in this guy's mailroom for two weeks, and then he it's was nice just like, him to come I got over. it. Yeah, yeah. It was nice of him to come over. <laughs> over the over the weekend, I had the doorbell ring at like no later than nine a.m., maybe earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think this was Sunday morning. I was like, okay, we'll go down there. And there's a guy standing there with a huge food order, like gigantic bag full of food. So like saying, here you go. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) I'm like, no. And he's like, Darren. I was like, no. Oh man. And he was like, but it says Darren. And he showed like, it was a hundred percent my address. Yeah. What do you do? It was was literally my address, but with the name Darren on it. I was like, I, that's, yes, that's my address, but I am not Darren. I don't know what to tell you. He was oh. like, okay. I'll, he was like, okay, I'll call him, but. Okay. I didn't yeah, even consider thing, with a lot of those delivery services, you have to have a phone number attached so they can get I, in contact with you. I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even consider until you just put the idea in my head that I could have very easily just taken that food. I would never do that, but like. It, yeah. But how would they know? Realize, how would anyone know you, until that just Darren realize, called and was like, what the totally, fuck? Totally. Totally. Somebody in that situation could just get a giant free meal. I, uh, I, man. Those those jobs are tough. Oh, they're uh, terrible. And so, like, not, again, nothing but patience and sympathy. But like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, it's uh, 
go out and go buy it yourself, I guess. Is uh, get 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 my car and, and I mean, I got bad news for you about Amazon. <laughs> Dot com oh yeah and their and their effect on retail and society over the last 20 years i haven't been outside in a while i assume it's just all the, the mom and pop stuff. i'll just go to my to my local transformer store mm-hmm. yeah get, get my mom yep. and pop transformers or- that's right well i mean uh, we're in like i'm in a unique position where i live in a place where there actually are still those hobbyist <laughs> stores around just because by virtue of new york being so big like yeah. there's just enough storefront space for something like that to exist, but like you need yeah, a lot of fronts for other businesses. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff that falls off the backs of trucks is what you're saying. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Like want a set of speakers. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just come around here. Just come around back. Go to that weird pottery store that's on the corner, and you're like, how do you stay in business? And be like, oh, this is how you stay in business. You ask for the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, be kind to people who um, are on the other end of that phone. But man. Sometimes they're not kind to you, though. It's true, but they probably have to deal with a lot more uh, nonsense than you've dealt with that day. I had to call a credit card company to fix just a basic administrative thing a week or two ago, and the guy on the other end of the line was not particularly pleasant at all. Yeah, maybe a slight asterisk next to credit card and insurance. Oh, yeah. But but even still, you're you're probably on the phone with somebody who can't do much anyway. And they're just trying to prevent you from escalating up, right? They're just trying right. to tr- probably turn you away from like somebody who can do something. They're running through the script on, on the thing. I don't know. I haven't done those jobs in a very long time. Um, but when I did them, I stunk. People. People mm-hmm. problems. Mm-hmm. That's why I built uh, th- this weekend. I also, um, uh, in addition to worrying about my Transformer package, uh, finally put the trim around Kirby's doghouse. Oh, the, uh, nice. What's it looking trim. like? It's red and white. Nice. It's, uh, it's got some white that, trim. The dog does not know how lucky he is. Oh, what a beautiful house. And then uh, I spent the afternoon doing because I had it's wood. It's The doghouse has been built for a couple of years now. And I was like, hey, you know, I really want to put trim around this thing. And I've had the wood sitting there for a really long time. And then finally the kids were away. They went to a, a birthday party and like we're, we're out. And I was like, I'm going to do it. This is it. I'm going to do it this weekend. And uh, came home and was like super impressed. And my kids were like, "Yeah, Dad, it looks so good." And I was like, "Ah, oh, thanks, thanks." And I'm like, pat myself on the back. And when I'm like, my wife, I'm like, "What do you think?" She's like, "Yeah, looks like you put trim on it." Wow, <laughs> bring it right back down to earth. <laughs> totally, totally. Is that how you spent your afternoon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I did. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't build the dog an actual sop with camel. All right, it's just a fucking doghouse. <laughs> It's uh, this, that's what you do with your time, huh? Just uh, trim on the doghouse, huh? Didn't wanna, didn't wanna maybe clean up this uh, whole house here that is uh, just uh, kids' clothes all over the place. And uh, no, just uh, the, no, looks good. No, 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 I'm just kidding. It looks great. It looks great. It looks great. What you did there looks great. Oh, I guess I'm also making dinner. Wow, that trim really looks great. Looks great. I spent some time this weekend also doing some actual cleaning up around the house because I think it was last year for her birthday. I gave Sam a piece of paper that had like 30 days on it. And I was like, you can use 30 of these for an entire day of me doing cleaning chores around the oh, house. Oh man, that's, those are the best gifts. And she's only used like nine of them at this point. Oh, so I've still got a few, few ahead of me. It's really hoarding those things. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Better watch we out. we're two people. We don't have to clean up that <laughs> much, but I was to say, so I spent the entire day cleaning the house, cleaning the bathroom, vacuuming, all that stuff. And then a day and a half later, we had a massive kitten poop emergency all over the apartment. Ah, so did so, another one get used? Uh, no, no, no. We just cleaned that up. That, okay. that's, not, that's not a day. That's that, just that a, sound, that sounds like that needs to be a team effort. That's <laughs> a team effort for sure. 
Man, She's I would have I would have thrown like three of those things at you and being like, just, just take care of this. The kitten, bless her soul, she is do she is very good at a lot of things around this house. But every once in a while, she has a little indigestion. Something comes out mm, a little bad, yeah. and then it just somehow ends up over half of her body, and I don't know how it happens. It is really? absolutely baffling. How really? is she uh, in the bath department? Doesn't okay. love it. I mean, she cleans yeah. herself great, but the thing is, when ah! she's really messy. Whoa! When she's really messy, you gotta bathe her. Yes. Mm. I don't. Ah! No, look. I'm I, saying there's a little bit of mess. She cleans herself. You know, doesn't get doesn't track <laughs> stuff anywhere. That's what cats okay. do. Yeah. But if it's a big mess, we gotta deal with it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, you can't rely I on her to fix that. No. I no. just. I'm sorry. The mental imagery is no. Is I know. Hard, it's hard to push out. This is what cats do, animals, man. Yeah. Animals have not evolved a sense of disgust. Okay. Uh, I don't know. My dog, my, my dog will give me a look sometimes like you and just leave. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kirby, Kirby gets it. What do you, you're going to sit on That's this couch. That's for you. With- I'm not dealing with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sit on this couch with me. Uh, no, I'm going to go to the other room and just lay down here. Yeah. Just, what are you playing here? Ugh. no, 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 no. Um, I appreciate the trim on the doghouse, but no. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, can I uh, can I use uh, a minute here to uh, I want to evangelize the uh, 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 really uh, I don't hear it talked about enough the pawpaw fruit. Are you familiar? Uh, I'm gonna need I more context. I didn't Let's... think so. So we have we have these two trees in our backyard that we've been trying to grow for the last uh, since we moved here, which has been what six years, seven years, something like that. So, yeah, seven. Uh, pawpaw trees. Um, they're native to the region, and um, you were like, okay, we'll, we'll give them a shot. We finally got fruit from the old pawpaw tree. Like, you know, only a couple. Holy cow. It is maybe the best fruit. It is like a banana mixed with like a mango. It huh. is delicious. It sounds like tropical. It, it, it's, oh, you'd think, right? Like The tropics oh, of New Jersey. Oh, you mean oh, you mean Asamina triloba? It's exactly what I mean. <laughs> uh, it, I, like this sounds like something from yeah, like you know, not from you know <laughs> the New England, New Jersey area. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I believe I believe it's a Native American uh, name, the pawpaw. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I know. I just like the, the fruit itself fruit? does not seem like yeah, it should what, grow in this climate. Yeah. What, what I what I mean is yeah, like you, you you feel like you know all of the fruits that can grow in the climate in the United States, right? Like I had no idea there was like an uh, a, a, a hidden fruit that yeah, I've that's never heard what, of here. Yeah, that's where I'm getting that, folks. You have unlocked secret fruit, folks. This isn't like some genetically engineered super fruit. This is like this is nature's bounty. The, mm-hmm. the pawpaw. So apparently, because uh, I looked it up and I was like. What are we doing as a society, as a country, where this is not every shake? This is not everything. Apparently, it doesn't transport well. Like it's, uh, uh, it doesn't, it uh, like uh, 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 doesn't hold together on a transport. So it's kind of mushy in the middle. Is this is this really the fruit that I'm looking at? It's like kind of like a gigantic green lima bean looking thing. Yeah, it's got like almost like a gourd. It's got like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And it's got um, it's so it's kind of mushy in the middle. Okay, like, yeah, I see. Okay, I see it cut. Uh, crossways now it looked it totally looks like a mango or something yeah yeah it's like a banana mango and it's so oh my gosh it's so good and so we only had like two or three of them and i'm like this is the one this wow is so you have trees yes yeah, so we have trees planted Man. in the backyard and like um you know 
we have peach trees in our backyard too. Two little peach trees and then these two little pawpaws. I'm like, man, F those peach trees. This pawpaw is what oh, wow. I'm Okay, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the natural distribution trees. map for this. Uh-huh. So most Oh of, wow, yeah. Most of the places it grows are the southern United States, mm-hmm. uh parts of like the like eastern Midwest, I guess, like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, what have you. And then there's just these little dots around New Jersey and Delaware that are not like full, you know, the full blob. It's me. I'm I'm the one. You're I'm in the dot. rare dot. You're in a you're in a pawpaw oasis. Yeah. So we had somebody come over when we when we got the the house. One of the things my wife really wanted, we're like, okay, you know, when you're spending money on a house, sometimes the, you get into a point where it's just like, what's another X amount, a thousand dollars, right? So we mm-hmm. had somebody come over and like be like. Hey, what could we grow in our backyard? Like, what are what are native plants that we can grow? What what should be in this area? And pawpaw was one of the ones they recommended. We're like, we've never heard of a pawpaw. Like, let's give it a shot. Uh, and yeah, that's uh, do you know na- apples not native to the states? Hmm. Yeah, I they, think they, I they, did know that. I think they're from Europe. Yeah, uh, n- not native it. to the the continent. I believe. I, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, but, weren't uh, potatoes originally only native to parts of South America? I don't know. Ooh, that's right they're not european I they're definitely know. not european and yeah, they were imported back yeah so if, Look, I, if anybody's in on, on that pawpaw tip i want to know i had never yeah. heard of it uh, but it is it is something else every time you, you say pie. it I, I think of it as like it's like my grandpa fruit oh it's pawpaw's fruit <laughs> pawpaw's That's, fruit yes that was my first thought as well you can, you can make like a make like a tart with it and make a pie mm. oh it's so Cake. good we I'm have so jealous of i'm so jealous of people with good fruit trees well, I wouldn't so call like, this one like, good yet, but it's okay. uh, uh, it it bore fruit, which is a it's a heck of a sign. My my uh, my brother in law's parents who live in Santa Barbara have the biggest, most thriving avocado tree. Oh, see now that's avocado. that's like like I've like been over there where like you, you go from you go from pulling an avocado off the tree to fresh guacamole in the space of like five minutes. That's so good. See, like, and it's just like I I've never been more jealous of it one in my life when we rented a house in california in uh san lorenzo we had lemon trees and we i got so sick of lemons mm-hmm. um and now we ha- so we have apple trees which haven't borne any fruit one died and we had to replant it um they're tough to grow i think they i think they get a lot of disease we have the peach trees which the squirrels have been eating all the peaches but this mm-hmm. year we got some peaches pawpaw tree this year, first pawpaws. We have a ch- two cherry trees. We have raspberries that are growing wild in the backyard. So we get raspberries and then uh, uh, blackberries and then some other kind of berry that I don't really love, but my wife likes some. Uh, I forget what they are. So let's see. Anyway, she she said we were only allowed to grow things you could eat. So that's why we have so many things you can eat. No, like no flowers, no unless you can eat the flowers. Um, no ed- edibles. That's it. Only things mm-hmm. that are only thing that you can eat back there. I'm like, what honeysuckle just, count. What's that? Yeah, my kids love honeysuckle. Oh Holy man, I used cow. to, dude. I yes, I you're the only other person who. Uh, dude, oh, I, I used to like we, it too, dude. We, oh, okay. we we used to we used to go out. I mean, I don't know if I call it eating. You know, you're just kind of like <laughs> licking gnawing it, on it, sucking a bit. sucking up the nectar or whatever. But yeah, we used to. Used to go out eating honeysuckle and like wild strawberries all the time. That is oh, very much so... a southern child thing for <laughs> sure. That's well, so funny because right, like, right, wh- right there on the creek bank. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. well, there's honeysuckle that grows uh, kind of wild, uh, you know, in the suburbs. People just have yeah. it sometimes. And when my wife was walking by and, gra- and she's not from the south, area, they would she'd walk by with the kids and they would grab honeysuckle out and start laying. I was like, "What the hell are you guys doing?" And it's like it's honeysuckle. It's super sweet. 
And I was like, "What is this hippie bullshit? What are you guys doing? You're just you're just eating the eating the no, plants. Man, it kicks ass. Yeah, it, it does. It is it is. And now I'm uh I'm totally totally on board. I love it. I think that's great. Uh, who knows? Nature nature's full of surprises out there. Nature's a nightmare, but every once in a while, when you get you know the nice part of its bounty, you're like, ah, there's something to this. That's right. Until this whole you, cycle of life thing. Until you're the colorblind kid going out there, going to eat the wrong type of berry, and then you're like, uh, nope, you want to carry a book a with you before you start doing any of that. <laughs> nature is a nightmare. You've got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's bad news. No, that's uh, that's my nature story. I, I I wish I could remember the name of the other type of berry that she has out there, but I don't like I don't like a seedy berry. I don't like the texture of anything really seedy. Even like a strawberry? I don't mind a strawberry too much, but when you mash them up and there's too many seeds, like that texture I don't love. Sure. Um, it's it's not for me, but I like a pie. Big fan of pies. Give me any, any, any put anything in a pie maybe and I'll eat think, it. Like, are there any actual fruits I don't like? And I'm not counting durian because that's its own like weird acquired taste, but like... Mm. I guess I don't really like eating guava. Like I like drinking mm. like guava juice, but I don't really like eating guava and I don't like grapefruit. That's about it. I don't think there's really any other fruit I don't like. I can get down with grapefruit in certain circumstances, but I'm trying to think also. There's a lot of fruits out there. I have It's not nature's tried. candy. I have not tried a lot. Are there vegetables you don't like? Yeah, a couple. Okay. Like I don't like artichokes really, and I'm not a big like eggplant guy. But like other than that, oh, you don't like artichokes, man. No, I just mm. something about the slimy texture really oh. throws me off. You just haven't had the right prepared artichoke, you know? No, I've had several. It, it's it's one of the few things picky things from when I was a kid that's held over. Like almost every other vegetable I didn't like as a kid, I, I love now. The nice thing about vegetables is I feel like if you put enough fats on them, like butter or cheese, you could you can kind of do it. Fruits. Fruits, that's not the, necessarily. Maybe that's cheese. The, yes, that is the not-so-secret secret of Southern cuisine, is just deep <laughs> fry everything. There you go. You don't like okra? Just throw it in the fryer. <laughs> God, yeah, I love okra. Uh, I, wish, I wish we had more um, space to grow more stuff, but because it's a little tough when, you know, we obviously you have a pretty small backyard, and it's like, oh, okay, the one thing you were growing just died mm-hmm. versus, you know, a field of it where it's like, okay, you're going to get a percent yield percentage of it. My dad used to have this really big garden uh, when we lived in Virginia because we had this like the house we lived in was like kind of far back from the street. And there was kind of this big, not like a lawn because a lot of it was trees that kind of surrounded the house. But like the front part of it was all just like this big patch of grass. And he had like planted this huge like vegetable and fruit garden in there that he took great care of. And then years later, uh, after we long after we had moved, I happened to be in the area, so I drove through the neighborhood just to see what was up with the house. Not only did they cut down almost all the trees that blocked the house from the street, they just pay like just grassed uh, over the whole fucking garden space, all of it. So it's just lawn. It's just lawn, which like God, what a useless thing. My my grandparents in Queens in Whitestone uh, had a uh, a garden in the backyard, a big old garden in the backyard that was like, you know, furrows. Is that what you mm-hmm. call like the rows? Yeah. Like, you know, and this is in Queens, um, furrows, and it was next to the rabbit hut. Uh, they had the rabbit hut in the backyard where they raised rabbits, and they had the big garden with trellises and everything, and a fig tree back there, Aww. which um, with a it was very like Italian American, yeah. uh, you know, with the you know white lion statues in the front of their mm-hmm. house, and it was a pretty big house. I, I assume that thing has been torn down and made into seven houses at this point in in White. Either that or that house still exists and just sold for four point five million dollars. 
I think they tore it down. I okay. can't remember. Uh, it was a very long time ago. Uh, I, I do not think it was like millions and millions of dollars. I think it's like a developer might have bought it. Otherwise, yeah. now it's millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, now it's it probably is. millions and millions of dollars. But uh, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff from the backyard and, and rabbits. A lot of ra- raising rabbits. Mm-hmm. And they say, I mean, it's still like people raise all sorts of animals in Queens. Um, chickens, I think, got big. Yeah, urban, urban chickens became a big thing over the last few years. I would, would I raise a chicken? I don't know. Maybe. They seem like a pain in the ass. They do seem like kind of a pain. I know somebody in Connecticut who uh, built a chicken coop and started raising chickens. They said they have plenty of eggs. Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things like, you know, is it cool for a couple of months? And then suddenly you, what do you do when you go on vacation? I got to hire somebody to take care of the chickens, you know, like I got to do the chicken You got to get a farmhand. Yeah, they've come around for these seven chicken I have and, like, change yeah. out. Like, I'm tired. I don't want to go outside. Oh, but you have the chickens, mm-hmm. you know? Like, eggs, not that expensive. You can get Honestly. eggs. Yeah, oh, They're out there. so good. I haven't had an egg. I've only been eating egg whites for a while now. I haven't had, like, an egg yolk in months. Months. I have nothing no. against egg whites, but if I'm ordering eggs at a restaurant, you're giving me that shit sunny side up. Well, I, yes, I guess I should say I also haven't ordered anything in months, <laughs> months, uh, a, a diner. I am, I am, uh, they're going to kick me out of Jersey if I don't get into a diner pretty soon here. Yeah. Uh, it's like half the economy. Yeah. You gotta, gotta show proof of your diner card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They gotta, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, it says here you're vaccinated, but you haven't been to a diner in like at least seven months. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to go live in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. You're yeah. They don't have diners out. there. No, they got, they moved them all to Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Folks, should we wrap this up? Yeah, we went some places yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Went all around. Hey, listen, this is what's happening mm-hmm. around outside of the video games. There's there's uh, some wrestling. Mm-hmm. Dogs' houses are getting some trim on them. Packages uh, are being lost. Fruit is being plucked. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The the cycle of life uh, from package to fruit is is happening. I hope if you're listening. Uh, you know, things, your packages are being delivered and your fruits are, are blossoming. And I don't mean that in a metaphor, Both, you know, metaphorically and literally either sure. way. Okay. Yeah. Do what you need to take it how you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, just take it the best way possible. Alex Navarro, Brad Shoemaker. Thank you very much for rambling. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'll uh, be sure to update this podcast with any of my transformer package talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks for everybody from the last time who's, who messaged me and sent me and stuff as I was trying to get my budget stuff settled. Thanks for messaging me and, and helping me get through that. I uh, did wind up in um, You Need a Budget is what I'm currently uh, working with. And I, I think I really like I think I really like that. It's, uh, oh, it's wait, that's me. the name of a thing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thanks for the- that's, uh, not, that's not just an admonition from the audience. No, no, no. But it could also be. So that has worked for me. So thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll be back- next week oh wait before we go uh since you're, if you're listening to this um uh, we have the q a coming up we, yes. should, we should let everybody know uh, q a coming up this thursday at uh what do we say 12 30 i believe is the time yes uh you can catch that on the discord 12 30 eastern you can catch that on the discord look for a, a st- discord stage channel on the discord if you want to participate in that live uh but you can look for the recording of that to go up later on after we do that live uh, thursday at 12 30 uh thanks everybody for listening we'll be back next week